0: Uh, fun story is just the first time we collaborated with microphone the first thing he said is like where's the paddle like the mash paddle and we're like we don't have that everything's fully automated and he's like so what the hell are we gonna do and it's like just hang around enjoy and uh, drink some beer and at the end they're like oh this is the best collab but we don't have to do anything it's just like there's not a lot of hard work here and i'm like yeah let's, let's just drink it's it should be fun and for the most part it tends to be like that and
1: Cheers.
2: You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Tap Takeover Podcast Brewery Release Series. We had a fun little Saturday where we stopped at Eagle Park and then took the journey out to Madison to uh, Octopi for the Untitled Art release of the Barrel-Aged Hazelnut Stout. Um, Me and Alex sat down uh, with Levi from the Funk Factory and Isaac from Octopi and the guys from the Full Pint out in California. Alex, did you have
2: fun? It was a great day, and uh, we actually ended up at uh, Ray's Grain. Also had a release that weekend. I mean, this is this is the time for big releases. Uh, so we've got some great audio with Max from Eagle Park. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a second. We've also got some great interview. You know, one big kind of roundtable interview with uh, all the guys that you just mentioned. We didn't have a chance to sit down with the Ray's Grain, but that's just because they were too busy. Too busy slinging beers that day. It was a really really fun day. Uh, Jesus, you were there with us at uh, at Eagle Park. What uh, what were they? Really releasing that day
3: they were releasing their new uh nelson beer their ipa and i think the next day they were releasing demon haze it's they they did last year so uh, one thing that we noticed there is this year they came out with art for the can kind of makes you think they moved from that demo track level to this is our full line so that was pretty exciting really cool can we'll have a picture of it
2: yeah, we got to do that uh, demon haze during our uh, hazy IPA tasting it uh, it came up you know pretty pretty well against uh against some heavy hitters I really like that Nelson Savin I, I thought that one turned out really nicely uh Jim you've had a, a chance to try some of these now it looks like you're sipping on a demon haze right now what's uh what do you think of this one uh, yeah, this is really good. The IPAs that Eagle Park is producing right now are just so delicious. And and it's great. I mean, we've we've also got a can of goon juice that we've been uh, a little pre-tasting with. Mm-hmm. And again, like Hazel said, the, they're really going towards this great artwork now. They're really maturing as a brewery. So that's really great to see. I wish I could have been with you guys, uh, especially when you went and talked to all the folks up at the uh, Full Pint and Octopi release.
3: One thing that was exciting about that day is we got Demon Haze the freshest possible way you could, right from the canning line. And it was amazing. And you had one, no top on it, no label.
2: It's basically just a a steel glass or an aluminum (laughs) glass at that point. Yeah, it It
3: was a fun way to start the day.
2: And, uh, Andy, uh, tell us about Octopi. Uh, it was real fun, kind of a family-friendly event going on up there and uh, kind of an interesting uh, release.
1: Yeah, they had, they had a big party there for their anniversary and uh, this, this release uh, with their untitled art label. Family-friendly <laughs> with uh, the dunk tank, a brewer's dunk tank, and uh, they did something interesting with the line. Uh, as soon as you walked in, you got a wristband, and then you could walk over to a table, and they just wrote a number on it. So then they just called people in groups and numbers of 21 one through 25, 25 increments through the through the whole release and it worked out real smooth. I mean we were like one hundred thirty something and like thirty minutes later we were getting our beer.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought the uh, the barrel aged hazelnut turned out great. You're gonna hear that uh, when we drink it with Levi and Isaac and and the guys from the Full Pints. Really, really fun day, and uh, I think you know let's get right into it. Son of a bitch!
3: Welcome back to the Tap Takeover podcast. We have a fun Saturday in store. We're visiting three different breweries for releases. We're starting our morning off here at Eagle Park. Before we get started and find out about their uh, release today and what's going on for fall and the rest of the year, uh, let's go around the hornings and put some names to the voices. Hi, this
4: is Alex. Hi, this is Max from Eagle Park. And
3: Andy here. And this is Jesus. So before we get started here... We're here before the brewery opens, so a, a hectic day. So what happens kind of leading up to the release here? A lot of planning
4: and a lot of canning. It, we, we do a lot of, it seems that all of our canning runs happen towards the end of the week. So um, we finished up canning yesterday. We can do a little bit more canning this morning as well. But yeah, usually, you know, we're a small crew. So it's just a, it's a lot of hard work before every single Saturday getting it going.
3: Okay, and so what is the release today? Tell people. So
4: it's it, we released it once this summer. It's the Nelson Double New England, 8%, all Nelson hops, double dry hop. It is a monstrous, awesome, awesome beer. Nelson's a really cool hop. It's unique, softer, a little bit more refined of a hop, I would say. But the first time we released it, it was a big hit. So every time we see Nelson out in the world, we grab it as fast as we can. Um, we'll have one more release of it coming in like the next three weeks, I think, as well. So it won't be the last of it.
2: Nice. Uh, we just recently released an episode. It was a uh, hazy IPA tasting. Uh, we did the Demon Haze, and we talked very highly at the Nelson's 7. Uh, when that one first came out, it was fantastic. So if you guys have tweaked it and even improved it, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to a fun beer there.
4: Yeah, it, it turned out really good again this time. And we have a double Nelson more than what you did this time. More hops going into it in the next version. So Jack's even crazy excited about that one as well. But he's got
1: a lot of cool stuff coming out this fall. So you guys have been like the kings of special releases here in Milwaukee this summer. Um, what do you have planned going forward into fall and winter? And are you going to keep up this crazy pace?
4: Yeah, we're going to keep it up. I mean, it's it's it, we're in a really cool spot. I mean, we have a smaller system, 7-barrel system. We have our own canning line, which for our size... Is really fun to hang out and play with. Uh, we got we do between forty and seventy barrel, sorry, forty and seventy case runs at a time. So we keep them small, and that allows us to do more of them um, instead of having to handle big batches at a time. So we can do more variety.
1: So speaking of booze for breakfast, uh, we heard recently you guys pulled some pins and tasted it. How's it tasting, and then, uh, how close is it to being ready?
4: It's tasting really good, uh, but we're not a hundred percent. I mean, we're. Obviously, we're trying to get it to our small brewery Saturday, which we do the day after Black Friday. It may or may not be ready. If it's not ready, we're going to hold it. And if it is ready, it'll be a really fun surprise for everyone. But we want to make sure the beer is perfect before we let it go.
1: What fun things do you have coming down the pipeline beer-wise going into fall and winter?
4: Oh, man, we got our Halloween party coming up on the 27th. That's going to be a rager. We're doing a whole pig roast, and we're going to have the world's largest chug video. Um, so we're going to have everyone show up and chug a loop station with us, and we're going to film it. And we're going to have Twix Imperial Stout called uh, Two for Me, None for You. Uh, we're going to have an apple pie milkshake available in cans that day. So you've been doing a lot of those chug
3: videos. Have you ever chugged Boost for breakfast?
4: No, I haven't chugged <laughs> Boost for breakfast, but we have the Axe of Fudgment beer coming out. So it's like it's uh, that one if you saw our Instagram with the marshmallows. It's basically a fudged out. Uh, that one's set up for a chug video, so that's not going to be a fun day. I'm I'm a little nervous about that one. Yeah,
1: Those could be a little rough. So yeah. We, so we need to set up a video, a chug video, at the Tap Takeover podcast. Yeah.
4: Hey man, you guys come down. We'll set up on a canning day. You're a anytime. tough time to beat though. I don't know. I've been practicing a lot lately. Yeah. No kidding. Although I'm still pretty freaked out about the 11% fudged out chug video. I'm.
1: That could be just a little rough.
4: Yeah. Depending on what happens afterwards, that could that that might that might go viral.
1: Well, thanks for your time this morning, Max. And uh, we're looking forward to everything you guys got in store. And make sure you guys get on down here for the Halloween party and the the epic chug record video. <laughs> yeah,
4: have a fun rest of your day visiting all the other breweries. Sounds well, like a blast.
1: We will. Cheers, Max.
4: Thank you.
2: All right, we are back on our uh, a fun little <laughs> uh, release Saturday for the Tap Takeover podcast, and we've got uh, quite the cast of characters in uh, in this little interview. So we're out here at uh, Octopi Brewing, and uh, where, where exactly are we, Andy?
1: In Wisconsin. All
2: right. So we're in Wanakee, Wisconsin, for the third anniversary uh, barrel aged hazelnut release here at uh, Octopi, and uh, let's uh, let's just go around the table and kind of put some names with some voices. Uh, I'm Alex. Andy here.
5: Isaac from Octopite and Untitled Art. Danny Fullpint from The Fullpint.
6: Johnny Fullpint from The Fullpint. Levi Funk from
7: Funk Factory and Untitled Art.
2: All right, so it's uh, it's amazing to sit down with all of you guys at once. We were hoping to maybe get a couple of you guys on the podcast. This is pretty fun. And uh, we got some fun beers to try. We're going to do a little live tasting here. But let, let's talk about the beer that brought us out. Let's talk about the, the barrel-aged hazelnuts. Uh, Levi and Isaac, if you want to kind of talk to us about what went into the brewing, what it went into the release party, uh, having a lot of fun today.
7: Uh, yeah, so it is our Hazelnut Imperial Milk Stout that we did in collaboration with Microphone Brewing down in uh, Chicago area, a great friend of ours, and we, we love hanging out with him and making beer with him. We did this beer last year, and something about this base beer put into uh, the bourbon barrels and adding the hazelnut, it just it it's a really uh, magical. It almost has this like coconut flavor that. We don't add in there, and, and we love the, the magic that happens in this barrel aging, so we knew immediately that we were going to make this beer again, and so we did, and uh, made a lot more of it this time, um, and ha- really happy to see the response today, so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of the same thing. Uh, the first year, I think we did just four bourbon barrels, and we bumped it up probably by 10. We did 40 bourbon barrels this time, and we tested all the beers multiple times during the year which every every time we tasted it was better and better and we finally you know we ran some QAQC all the barrels were clean we put everything in a bright tank uh, and packaged it and the beer is just as good or better as the first one and we're extremely happy that it's all beyond way or expectations which was pretty amazing
1: we're also there's a second release here today too of your hazy APA that you guys did with the full pint guys Guys, why don't you just tell us uh, how you guys got involved with each other and how this stop on your 11th anniversary uh, came about.
5: Yeah, so in previous years, we'd celebrate our anniversary with Big Bash at a bar in L.A. or San Diego. And we were just getting tired of having to source like 30 to 50 kegs of rare rare beer with a one-man operation. So we're like, let's go to the beer. No exchanging kegs, no exchanging money, no chasing down invoices. Crazy enough, we took on 11 different collabs. A lot, on the West, a, lot. West, a lot on the West Coast, but a couple outlying states. We've been following Levi for a long time in different circles, and we wanted to team up with him, whether it be Funk Factory or Untitled Art, and it just really worked out really good with the Octopi third anniversary.
6: And, and we've been looking for a reason to get back to Wisconsin and tell you the truth. Cause, you know, <laughs> it's beautiful, and they love to drink, and the beer's great, so here we are. Unfortunately, no uh, jumping in the frozen water. Absolutely no no uh, <laughs> p- uh, polar plunges this time. <laughs> yeah,
2: so let's talk about that. So uh, your first uh, first turnaround in Milwaukee, uh, you guys had a little uh, thing going on with Pick and Save. Uh, you guys got to try a bunch of Wisconsin beers. Uh, can you tell us about that process? How did uh, Pick and Save approach you? And uh, I don't know what what did you find out about Wisconsin that you didn't know through that experience.
5: We, um, we were approached by a nice uh, marketing firm off of Twitter. It was just very, very random. And they said, you know, we're trying to give the craft beer program a shot in the arm. Our sales are a little down, and we're, we have all these brands on our list, our SKUs or whatever, but we don't know what to do with them, and we're just trying this fun campaign to try and get people more engaged with our beer aisle at Pick and Save. And they thought, I don't know, they found us and said you guys would be funny in these little videos. <laughs> and it was nuts, yeah, we did a lot of funny stuff, like f- throwing frozen turkeys,
6: polka dancing,
5: so it was just it was a fun time in our lives, fun time for the full pint, and it was completely random
1: so you two you guys came together to uh build your own brand with untitled art um what do you guys have going into fall and the winter and uh, into next year as a team and separately as octopi you know and funk factory? We have a number of
7: beers that. Are- I'm excited for it on Untitled Art, partly because of what the beer is, partly because of who we're collaborating with. Uh, Untitled Art has evolved into this collaboration house. You know, I, I have a lot of friends in the industry, and when I talk about Untitled Art, I you know I say, hey, like I can't I don't have the space at Funk Factory, but like I want to make a beer with you. And there's this brewery, it's a playground, like it has all the toys here. So <laughs> let's uh, come and make a fun beer. And, uh, you know, Funk Factory is very traditional and uh, slow and it's very different than uh, Untitled Art where we can just be a little silly and be a little crazy and, uh, you know, uh, you meet these guys in the industry and we're all a little silly and crazy. So it's been been a lot of fun to to see Untitled Art evolve into this collaboration house that, that a lot of friends come and hang out and make a beer. We've got stuff in the works. I don't know. I don't like to say what's coming in because if something doesn't turn out, then you know. Well, we can say the, collo-
0: the, the breweries that we're collaborating. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have uh, Angry Chair. We're really excited about that one. That's coming up soon. We got. We're super excited to work with uh, guys from Fargo, North Dakota called Drecker. They're doing killer shit. Um, we got the guys from Eagle Park. I'm gonna be bringing a milkshake in December. I know that was, that that one's going to be good, so we'll release it. But it's just fun, like meeting a lot of different people. Um, and even though they were different, we're, like Levi said, we're kind of almost all the same. And We have a lot of big projects um, coming up. The big one for Octopi is we're doing a pretty large expansion. We're going to start in a couple of weeks. And um, we're, we are we want to be one of the big breweries um, in the Midwest. So that's very exciting for us right now.
1: That's, that's great news. That's great news. So, speaking of collaborations, Untitled Art does a lot of them. Uh, for you guys, what are some of your more fun experiences? And then we always hear that with collaborations, something goes wrong at some point on a good majority of them. And then after that, we'll throw it to the Full Pint guys, and you guys have been around for 11 years. Some fun stories of just everyone you met across the country.
7: In regards to collaborations at Untitled Art, um, they're, they're all kind of fun for their own a couple that stand out are like the tangy ipa that we did with microphone or the pudding stout that we just did with central state just like this is where the uh, culture at untiled art just complete willingness to go out and throw 300 pounds of pudding powder into a stout (laughs) or buy a bunch of tang and throw it into an ipa you know Stuff like that is, 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 uh, stands out as uh, being a lot of fun. There aren't a ton of misses, fortunately. You know, when when it does happen, we either know that this is a miss and we cannot put this out, or we know how to correct the error, right? And now we're brewing two, three times to make a beer, so if the first one doesn't turn out, then we make the changes on the second and third batch, so...
2: So Isaac, tell us a little bit about uh, Octopi and how you kind of came up with this idea of being the, the the gold standard in contract brewing.
0: Yeah, so I've been involved in the beer industry for it's my 13th year. I started working with uh, as a consultant for really large breweries, and I just fell in love with the business. Um, I had my first brewery in Chicago about seven years ago, and I started through contract brewing. Um, we, I knew the business very well. I didn't know the beer site very well. So we thought, okay, contract brewer is gonna be great. We have the recipes, somebody's gonna make them for us. It's gonna be it's gonna work out. And long story short, it was a nightmare. I worked with eight different contract breweries in a period of eighteen months, anywhere from ten barrels to three hundred barrels at a time. And I got really crappy beer. And when I was at the current brewery, I'm like, Yeah, if I have another chance, I would open a contract brewery, like a state of the art contract brewing facility. There's a huge need in the Midwest because the options that you have are not good. And I wanna make sure that I can do like really good craft, high end craft. And when I had the opportunity to leave the other brewery, I decided to follow my my passion and just open a a really, really good brewery where we can make almost anything for anyone in whatever packaging they want. And that's I think it's been a huge success for us. And it's a testament to the idea, but it's also a testament to the team. Like the, the stuff that they do out there is pretty amazing and how really how good they are doing almost anything we put out
2: yeah it's it's really fun and i'll tell you what i'm, I'm sipping on the uh, the barrel aged hazelnut right now and this this was a fantastic collaboration i mean with with microphone and funk factory and untitled art and octopi all involved this has turned out to be a really fun one but uh, like andy was saying can you tell us some stories about uh you've had a lot of breweries in here uh, yep. doing a lot of different beers T- tell us some of the fun stories where maybe some didn't work out
0: like I said, we, we had like, we've been lucky. We haven't had anything that hasn't worked out. Okay. And if something doesn't work out, we just don't release it. Uh fun story is just the first time we collaborated with microphone. The first thing he said is like, where's the paddle, like the mash paddle. And we're like, we don't have that. Everything's fully automated. And he's like, so what the hell are we going to do? And it's like, just hang around, enjoy, and uh, drink some beer. And at the end, they are like, oh, this is the best collab, but we don't have to do anything. It's just like, there's not a lot of hard work here. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's just drink. It's, it should be fun. And for the most part, it tends to be like that. And then just, um, it's not the actual beer. It's just hang out with the people from other breweries. It's the exciting part. And it's not just for the brew date. You know, they come here a few days before. We go out for dinner. Levi has stories about giving them their ham sandwich or the Milwaukee handshake. That's kind of like a tradition. Uh, and it's just really cool to be with the people. You know, Usually you meet them at festivals where you talk with them for 10 minutes. In here, it's like it's three days of hours of shooting the shit, meeting them, talking to them, and there's just really amazing people in the industry that we're just very lucky to have here.
2: And, and so, for the Full Pine fellas, I mean, you guys have done a number of collaborations. 11 just this year for your 11th anniversary. What are some of your favorite stories with uh, some of your collaborations?
5: When we were doing our collab with Fieldwork at the beginning, it was similar to what Isaac was saying where it's like we came in ready to mash in and they just kinda chuckled. So we went for burritos. <laughs> so then but a day before that we wound up going to faction brewing, which was our fourth collab, just to hang out and get the collab going and this guy kept pouring us beer and we, we joked with him. He's this old guy, Roger. I said, Roger, when are you gonna make a hazy? Oh, fuck the haze. So I go, That's it, the collab's done. The beer's called F T H and sure enough we we had a the collab was done
2: and then
6: uh, we, there's also I'm, I'm thinking of uh when we went down to uh modern times when we were down in san diego when we were doing the collaboration actually uh, the horace collaboration they're super talented so those guys are all dialed in on the brew but it's more about uh spending the day there you know walking us around and taking us to like their off-site like their barrel location and just getting to taste through some stuff that Uh, hasn't come out yet or will never come out which is is fantastic too um you get like that secret show basically that's that's kind of the cool part and just spending quality time with the with the people it's almost like we're giving them a break while while they're supposed to be working (laughs) so i think they're thrilled about it like we are
2: all right, so uh, we, we've got a number of different beers on the table. Um, I'll I tell you what, uh, Danny. Do you want to go through some of these and uh, tell us what we're going to be drinking here? This is so <laughs> this we
5: have a, a beautiful a beer from Horace Age Dales. Um, he's a a beer maker out of San Marcos, California, or Oceanside, California, and so he's doing a sour program. He has a IPA label, which is made here out of Octopi, and he also makes these pastry stouts, these over-the-top pastry stouts that he sells online. And they're the ones that you have to pick up in a certain window, and you can only get a couple bottles of it. And it's something I look at every day in the fridge and go, oh, I want to drink that. But I'm like, <laughs> I know the the consequences if I dome a 14% stout on a Tuesday night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that makes a very interesting Wednesday. So,
5: and then we have... Fung Factory, uh, Mertz, conditioned with honey.
2: Uh, Levi, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, when went into this beer?
7: Yeah, so this is our Mertz, which is um, our interpretation of what second runnings of Lambic would have looked like. Um, And we fermented it in 40 hectoliter fooders for about three months. This batch here, we conditioned the bottles with honey addition. Uh, instead of force carving or using sugar. Dan had told me yesterday that he really enjoys mertz, and so I wanted to make sure he got to try this one because it's it's the same beer, right? But it's just a slight variation with how you bottle condition and how you create create
2: the bubbles. So what do you guys think? First impressions. This is very, very smooth. I I can't believe how how much the honey adds to the smoothness of this beer.
6: The sour is not really in the front, which is nice. It kind of like eases you into it, but it is very smooth.
5: It's right where I want it to be for the uh, the acidity. And it's very drinkable. I don't like uh, my sour beers too strong, so it's something I could I could dome a whole bottle of on a Tuesday night.
6: Four and a half percent. Is it drinking? <laughs> not not overpowering. You could probably, you could pretty much drink this with. I mean, you could pair it with like anything. So, to speaking of Tuesday nights, I don't know what you're making, but. It can go
1: with just about anything. I mean, the, the tinge of sweetness from the honey alone just sort of coats my throat a little bit and takes away from the, the acidity of the sour.
2: Yeah, I would say that is a, that's a full on win. <laughs> that's a yeah, really
7: we win. we really enjoyed the results of of using honey to bottle condition, and uh, we're actually looking to do some expansion at Funk Factory, and part of that is going to be more fooders and bigger fooders. Um, and we just decided recently to move away from force carving completely so we're going to bottle condition everything I'm actually tempted to just use honey as our only <laughs> bottle conditioning <laughs> agent so I think uh, you're on to something yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we, we really like the results and it's uh, especially with the, it, this is a very delicate honey it's an early season honey so like an apple blossom it's not going to be very clovey kind of thing that you might get out of later season honeys
2: well, a little, a little breaking news for the podcast there. <laughs> nice. uh, what, uh, what else do we have up here? What, uh, what's next on the
5: We should try this uh, Go's Hawk beans uh, from Horace. It uh, represents um, coffee beans and vanilla beans.
2: All right, so uh, first impressions of uh, this Horace. This is uh,
5: yeah. Go's Hawk's beans.
2: Oh, man. The the beans are prevalent. I mean, I'm I'm getting that coffee right off the bat, and it's it's fantastic. Whichever roastery they used on this uh, should get should get a, a nice shout out. Maria Coffee uh, Maria. should definitely get a nice shout out because uh, they they're roasting some good beans. It turned out fantastic in this coffee, so the coffee edition was definitely a success. Uh, what what are you guys getting out of this one?
5: Uh, it's a coffee bomb for me. Kyle told me that he doesn't like to use the light roast. cold steep method so much as he likes to have that diner coffee like not saying this tastes like diner coffee but he wants coffee flavored coffee he's not looking yeah he's not he's not looking to to pluck out those blueberry notes and all that stuff he so that this is a coffee bomb i don't know if i'm getting a lot of vanilla
6: i mean i smelled a little vanilla but i didn't i didn't really
5: taste it
7: yeah i think uh I, I got I the vanilla on the nose. To me, it smells like vanilla. Sheet cake.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, it definitely. There's more uh, vanilla on the nose than there is in the actual mm-hmm. flavor. It's, I don't know. This is a big old coffee mom to me. Um, Andy, what, what are you thinking?
1: I mean, the only thing I can really add that you guys didn't is soft, delicate mouthfeel to it, for me at least. It's just delicious and melds well.
0: It's very silky. Like the carbonation's pretty low. It's just more like a. Almost almost pudding-like, like, very silky to drink.
5: He's roasting it a little longer. Or he's using, not him roasting, but he's using more of a medium to dark roast.
7: But I, I do um, taste that, like, cherry, blueberry. It's definitely it's high-quality nice. coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I want to say it tastes like cherry, but I pause in saying that because if you ever say... stout tastes like cherry people immediately it's infected it's infected yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it's not at all it's like a
5: very rich fruity
2: Uh, this is a a really fun beer and i really appreciate you guys bringing this one uh first (laughs) to give a little shout out to and uh uh, to give it a try i you know what i I think that's going to do it for uh, for the interview here. You guys have been more than accommodating on a very very busy day. We really appreciate it. Uh, I got to say, also as far as a release, I've been to a number of them. I've been to a number of anniversary parties. This was a very very smooth release. Uh, was that uh, was that planned? Was that uh, what what sort of planning did you guys do for this release? Because the fact that we got a number and then we're able to just kind of hang out and drink beers and then be called back was a different sort of release than hanging out in a line all day. What, to, what sort of thinking went into that process?
0: So we didn't want to have people waiting in line, even though they're like, oh, line's better. You know, you build the hype. We didn't want that. We wanted the people to enjoy the party. And we're lucky, like, honestly, one of our brewers who used to work at Foothills, he's like, we did collaborations and releases like this once, like three times a year, and this is the way we did it, and it worked great. And I told Matt, go for it. He's the one who came up with the idea, and it's all a testament to him. Good job, Matt.
2: Good job, Matt. Yeah. And I think,
7: uh, you know, the other thing is, this was first a anniversary uh, party for Octopi, and then celebrating the full pint being here. The bottle release was, it was kind of an afterthought. Well,
6: I gotta say, you guys gave people plenty of reasons to stay. I mean, there's food outside, there's a there's a jumper for the kids. There's a dunk. There's a dunk tank outside, which is awesome. Danny's, get Danny's getting, getting in the dunk tank. I'm <laughs> <to say> it. <laughs> but uh, the the general vibe, I think you guys aren't alone in feeling like it, it was a good thing to not wait in line. People are kind of spread out and having fun and enjoying themselves while they're waiting to pick up their beer, which is very well thought out.
2: Seriously, a bouncy house at a, at a beer release?
6: How <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we're super family friendly, uh, kid friendly, pet friendly, kind of like everybody's welcome kind of brewery. We're in industrial park in a in the middle of you know you have to come here. We're at destination brewery. We're close to Wanakee, which is a really beautiful, growing, young kind of like crowd place, and we just want to be very inviting. And we've always been like that since the first day we started and. We just want to continue to be that way.
2: So uh, as we wrap up here, I just want to give a little shout-out to to all of our listeners. Make sure you check out uh, The Full Pint check out all of their work they, they're doing a lot of good collaborations a lot of great interviews with a lot of great brewers uh, check out octopi and untitled art everything that they're doing is absolutely fantastic we're loving all of it and uh, Levi we hope to sit down with you soon and talk about uh, the funk factory and uh, be able to tell a little bit about that story because I think it's a very interesting story uh, doing doing sours in Wisconsin is not a, an average thing uh, so we really appreciate all of you guys so uh, to the full pint to Octopi to Untitled Art and to uh, Levi and the Funk Factory. Thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. Cheers, 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 All right, cheers guys. And uh, that's going to do it for us, and uh, we'll see you again soon. No more, no more beer, no more beer for you. He said, There's no more beer.